And as he moves towards a nuclear deal with North Korea, US President Trump is threatening to upend a 2015 agreement with Iran by refusing to extend sanctions waivers when they expire on May 12th. That's the uh, kind of deadline for all this, even as UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres this week has been urging Donald Trump not to walk away from the deal, which was uh, signed in 2015 between Iran and the US, China, Russia, Germany, France and Britain agreeing on Iran's part, to limit nuclear activities in return for the removal of those economic sanctions that have been so challenging for a number of years. Uh, But uh, we've also seen in the last few days Israel claiming it has uh, evidence which is rather damning against Iran. Uh, President Trump is upset that there's um, just a temporary restriction on uh, Iran's nuclear activities, that it doesn't prevent them from ballistic missile development, for example. So let's get into this further. Ahmad Majidiyar, director of the Iran Observe Project at the Middle East Institute, joins us on the line. Thank you for doing so. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And it would be very tempting, wouldn't it, at this point, to say, well, how can North Korea trust President Trump if he's pulling the US or threatening to pull the US out of this Iran deal? But but aren't these also very different circumstances that we can't necessarily compare too closely? Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, there are two different cases because North Korea has already developed its uh, and nuclear weapons, and uh, President Trump and critics of the nuclear deal argue that uh, there are loopholes within the Iran nuclear deal, and unless these loopholes are addressed, uh, the existing nuclear deal provides Iran a patient pathway to nuclear weapons. So if we remain in this deal, uh, the United States and allies will uh, uh, be uh, facing another North Korea in Iran after the expiry of the deal. What do you make of President Trump's criticism of the Iran deal? I, I think that uh, some of uh, President Trump's uh, concerns about uh, these loopholes within the deal are legitimate. Uh, first of all, there are the sunset provisions, meaning that uh, uh, some of the limitations on Iran's nuclear enrichment will expire uh, in less than a decade. Uh, Secondly, the nuclear deal does not address Iran's ballistic missile or other regional posture. Uh, But I think that uh, the best approach would be to keep the existing deal because it has achieved its uh, objective of limiting Iran's nuclear activities. But the United States can work with its European partners and other uh, willing international allies to address other non-nuclear concerns regarding Iran separately. On the other hand... Maybe President Trump will be encouraged by the North Korea situation, uh, how applying maximum pressure can bring about greater results. Well, I think that uh, uh, leaving the deal would undercut the U.S. credibility and would give little confidence to North Korea that U.S. will honor any deal it will reach with Washington. Uh, but others here in Washington at the same time argue that leaving the deal would send a very strong message to the North Korean leader that the Trump administration means business and is serious about dealing with uh, non-proliferation issues. How seriously should we be taking Israel's revelation of secrets nuclear files just a few days ago, accusing Iran of 
covertly pursuing nuclear weapons uh, because certainly US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is taking them seriously saying that uh, that the nuclear deal uh, sealed under of course President Trump's predecessor Barack Obama uh, was I directly quote built on lies uh, well much of the information that Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, uh, talked about during his presentation is about uh, the past history of Iran's nuclear activities. It's not about the present-day situation. Uh, I didn't see anything which would suggest that Iran has violated the Iran nuclear agreement uh, over the past uh, two and a half years. Uh, so even if Iran has uh, lied about its nuclear activities, and I think that it has, uh, both to the International Atomic Energy Agency and also to the Europeans and others in different periods of time, uh, there have been indications about weaponization of uh, its nuclear activities before 2003. Uh, and, uh, however, uh, those issues uh, do not provide a justification for canceling the deal right now. On the other hand, one could argue that uh, uh, keeping this deal would, uh, would be beneficial for the international community to, uh, put, uh, uh, to keep uh, Iran's nuclear activities in check. You said before that North Korea might not be very encouraged if President Trump was to pull out of this deal. Uh, and, and, and perhaps that makes sense. But how would Iran react, do you think? Iran has been anticipating a U.S. withdrawal from the deal since President Trump uh, uh, took office in January 2017. So they have been preparing different courses of actions uh, in case the United States leave the deal. Uh, first of all, the Rouhani government uh, would like to still remain in the deal and work with the Europeans and other, uh, China, Russia, uh, other international allies to uh, uh, isolate America in their own words. Uh, but if the European uh, countries continue to do business with Iran, uh, they would be willing to stay. But given the fact that recently France and Britain uh, in particular uh, they have sided with Washington to at least impose new sanctions on Iran's ballistic missile program. Now Tehran's approach has changed. They are saying that if the U.S. withdraws, we'll withdraw as well. Um, I think that any reaction from Tehran would be gradual. Uh, uh, if the U.S. reimposes sanctions, perhaps Tehran might uh, start enrichment, uh, nuclear enrichment to uh, some levels. Uh, but if the tension escalates further, uh, the extreme measures that Iran has talked about is uh, uh, decreasing its cooperation with the UN uh, nuclear watchdog and even leaving the non-proliferation treaty, NPT, uh, and resume uh, high-level enrichment, even beyond 20%, that we have mentioned, which would be a major escalation and could lead even uh, to a war. Repeatedly, we've seen President Trump use America's military and economic strength as, as seemingly a tactic to, to some might say, bully, some might say just talk tough and, and bring about action that way. Uh, we, we've seen it with North Korea, arguably, but we've also seen it with South Korea over the free trade deal, over various other areas of negotiations here, militarily speaking, and costs uh, for that, uh, but uh, abroad with other allies too, uh, and of course with Canada and Mexico, the U.S. near neighbours in negotiations. Yeah, are we just seeing the same tactic this time around? Do you think to try to force Iran to 
to give up greater concessions in the next few days before May 12th? I think two points here are important. First of all, uh, there is relatively more international support for the U.S. actions, uh, economic sanctions when it comes to North Korea. Uh, that is not the case with Iran. Let's remember that uh, what brought Iran to the negotiating table during the Obama administration was a very robust international sanctions regime, uh, which was backed not only by the Europeans, but also by uh, Russia and China to other uh, permanent members of the Security Council. Uh, but right now, if the United States unilaterally withdraws from the deal at a time that other signatories of the deal, the EU3 and also China and Russia, do not support that move, so there wouldn't be any uh, uh, international sanctions strong enough to pressure Iran to give more concessions. So this time it would be, not be as strong as it used to be uh, before the deal was made. At some point as well, do you believe that countries like Iran and maybe North Korea and, and anyone else, uh, China, for example, they, they might just give up on taking Trump's tough talk seriously at all? Uh, because, you know, the, perhaps the reason they do that is because of it, the, the military and the economic strength. But if, if you keep trying to go to the brink each time, the brinkmanship uh, tactic, but don't follow up with any sort of action... Um, and even in Syria recently, it was very limited action compared with what some were expecting. D does that then undermine U.S. foreign policy? Well, any time that uh, any leader, particularly the United States here in the United States, that uh, makes any very bold and tough rhetoric and does not follow that with action, that, of course, that uh, undermines the credibility of that administration. And that would be true with the Trump administration or any administration before or after that. Uh, when it comes to using just uh, uh, use economic clout, uh, it's not just with Iran. Of course, the Trump administration is, for example, heightening tension of trade wars with China. Um, and similarly, it has used uh, uh, economic sanctions against uh, North Korea. Uh, it has had some level of success, but yeah, as you rightly mentioned, that if you're using all the leverage that you have, and then if the other party just resists that, then you will be left in a situation of no return that uh, will not will be a lose-lose situation for everybody. Let's also just briefly reflect on the Syria scenario, the, the, the war that continues to rumble, that still draws in Russia, the US and other major players, and Iran, and Israel. Could Syria yet provide the, the tinderbox that sets all these countries off? The situation in Syria after the military, military defeat of the ISIS has become more complicated, as different regional countries and international actors are jockeying for uh, power in post-ISIS Syria. Uh, and most importantly, the uh, possibility of a direct military confrontation between Iran and Israel in Syria is more than any time we, we have seen over the past seven years of the Syrian civil war. Because in the past, of course, uh, the Israeli military has uh, conducted attacks in southern Syria against Iran's uh, militia groups or against some uh, shipments of uh, for Hezbollah. But recently, the scope and also the uh, nature of those attacks have changed. It has become a more direct attack against uh, Iranian bases. 
Um, uh, so uh, there is, although Iran and Israel, they do not want a direct war, but overreaction and miscalculation could lead to a more dangerous situation, which could, which could drag more, uh, other key international actors, including the United States and Russia, into a wider war as well. And U.S. pulling out of the deal on May 12th certainly wouldn't um, improve those prospects. Thank you so much. It's really good to have you on the line providing your insight today. Great to be with you. Thank you.